0: Welcome into to the newest episode of the Hot Hangout Podcast. We are glad to have you here joining us for this one. We're going to have some awesome Ahsoka episode 8, the season finale talk, our discussion and breakdown all in today's episode. Uh, but before we get to that, Joey, what's going on, man? How are you?
1: Doing good. A little, little sleepy, a little tired. <laughs> we're, we're, <laughs> we're doing a little bit of a, a later recording today, but um, we... And the excitement's here. We're talking about Ahsoka. We're going to get a lot of energy getting this. But yeah, this is uh, going to be an exciting finale uh, reaction, not reaction, uh, discussion about the Ahsoka series. Definitely so. A little bit of an
0: Easter egg for those of you listening. Uh, the first third of this podcast, well, let me preface this by saying the second two thirds of this podcast was recorded around 10.30 p.m. Uh, the first third that we are currently recording, that you are currently listening to, is being recorded at 1.10 in the morning. <laughs> so um, some technical difficulties yeah, behind I'm the sorry. scenes. Long story short, we're here. We're recording <laughs> the beginning of this episode, and we are excited about it. Uh, although, as Joey mentioned, we are a bit sleepy. It is a bit late. <laughs> we we but, are uh,
1: We are in the world between worlds. That's what we just went through. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Uh, Lots of Ahsoka Episode 8 discussion to come today. If you're not already subscribed to the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button and click like on the video as well. We would very much appreciate it. Shout out to the 334 of you subscribed over there on the Hoth Hangout YouTube. What's going on, y'all? Additionally, if you are listening to the podcast in audio format, whether it be on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. First of all, we appreciate it. Second of all, if you could leave us a five-star review on any of those platforms, you would be amazing. You would be awesome and forever in our hearts if you did so. And uh, again, thank you for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you. You can also check us out on the socials at Hoth Hangout, whether it be Instagram, TikTok, or X, 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 at Hoth Hangout on each of those you can uh, also email us hot at gmail.com. Any of your Star Wars or not Star Wars related questions. Just say uh, hi. Whatever your heart desires. Yeah, just say hello. Reach out to us. Say what's going on. We would appreciate it. Again, that's hothangout at gmail.com if you're interested in doing
1: that. <laughs> we really need to do these late at night. This is this is, we're getting kind of goofy already. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I can already tell my demeanor is uh is a little more goofy than it than it normally would be. So. Late night. Um, after dark, hot hangout. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because we're talking about, like, how we're going to talk about the episode. And we've already done our talking about the episode. <laughs> so I'm like, uh. <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, so funny. something we are doing now, which we, um, I guess this is our, quote unquote, first time talking about the news for definitely. tonight. Most definitely. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> is that our first small piece of news is that there was a leaked trailer on Reddit. What? For the new Acolyte show, which is mm-hmm. still to be confirmed on the actual release date for. Um, but again, this this was no, no, I looked like someone, at least from the one I watched. Yes, mm-hmm. I watched it. Spoiler. I won't tell you what's in it. Well, nope. uh, but it looked like it was recorded on a phone in some type of theater or show. Oh, or really? Like OK. That, so. Oh,
1: I didn't even know if it was like what level of I didn't even think about quality. I thought it was. No, no. Somebody this was stole like the, the file. S- so, this was like the bootleg of
0: the bootleg. <laughs> yeah, this was...
1: It was a recording of someone's phone that was watching it, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so what did you think uh, of it? Great trailer. It, lots to be excited for. I was excited for this show already anyways. Mm. Um, I don't know if my excitement for the Acolyte is quite on Ahsoka level excitement, but I, I think this show is still going to be pretty great. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, this is going to take place like just before the prequel era, kind of in the time leading up to Phantom Menace. So was
1: this the was this the High Republic one? Or
0: no, Acolyte no. is after High Republic or I guess technically yeah, it'd be, it'd be after High Republic like okay. right before the uh,
1: before the, the fall prequels. of the Republic. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So so like what was the name of the Jedi? I'm just kidding. Don't tell us anything. <laughs> <laughs> I will withhold. I mean, I didn't really get names or details oh, from the names, trailer okay. i don't
0: if i did i don't remember But how long was uh, it it was a good 90 seconds maybe okay. 90 seconds two minutes something like that all right it's out there it's out there hopefully well, we it's get not the on, actual version i checked
1: i checked reddit and i couldn't find it so oh
0: it so, got taken down yeah, it got taken
1: down and then there was there was a post pointing to a youtube link that was also taken down so i think it's been wiped oh you, got you the, we lost got the chance. early access that's right yeah <laughs>
0: um but yeah be on the lookout for the actual release of the acolyte trailer hopefully coming sometime in the next few weeks or hopefully before the end of the year i, I would really hope so at the very least
1: mm-hmm.
0: our second piece of news for tonight is that there is a new hasbro line that was released uh the hasbro line has released a holocom theme star wars black series action figures uh yeah. and maybe we can link this down in the show notes as well for this episode but uh, these are really cool looking i think there's five of them in total it looks mm-hmm. like it's uh on solo ahsoka the mandalorian bo-katan and axe wolves uh, Joey, what do you what do you think about these new holocom themed mm-hmm. Star Wars Black Series action
1: figures. I think they're really cool looking. They <clears throat> remind me of, they have a lot of uh, uh, Force Ghost versions of the figures mm-hmm. for like the Jedi or whoever. It kind of has a similar type of blue, see-through, translucent type of uh, material in them. So it kind of reminds me of that. But to, what's cool about it, it kind of shows you the the compuk, or I, I forgot what you even call those. But it looks like they're coming right out of the uh, the puck there and it's, you know, doing like the calm messages straight to you. So I don't know if there's anything um if there's if it actually talks or anything like that. I don't I don't remember reading anything like that, but I could be wrong. But either way, I mean, um uh, you have these five figures. I'm excited for the Ahsoka one. I think there's that one and the Bo Katan one. Those are the ones that I'll be uh, Aiming for, and I just realized that there are a Yahoo Entertainment exclusive. I think that's what it looks like here, according to uh, this uh, article here. I don't know what that means, but I guess uh, maybe it's just uh, it'll it'll maybe it'll show a little sticker saying uh, something with the exclusive sticker on it. But either way, I think the pre-order is is in twelve hours from when, <laughs> the time of this recording, I believe, and um, we could we could uh, all wait to get our little Holocom. God, black series, uh, figures.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, the pre-sale for four of these five, excluding the Ahsoka one, as you mentioned, goes, uh, it becomes available October 5th at 1 PM Eastern. Um, I don't, am not sure what the Yahoo exclusive thing is referring to, but mm-hmm. after reading about each of these, it looks like each action figure is actually being sold through pre-order exclusively at different retailers. Oh,
1: Oh, yeah, I do see that now. Yeah. For
0: example, like the Han Solo one is only available pre-order through Hasbro Pulse, whereas um, the Axe Wolves one is only available for pre-sale through Amazon. And then like the Mandalorian one and the Bo-Katan one, or no, excuse me, the Bo-Katan one is exclusively through Target. Mandalorian one is exclusively through Shop Disney and Hasbro Pulse. And the Ahsoka one is exclusively through Walmart. Mm. Um, so different different uh, retailers exclusively getting access to each of these
1: yeah collectors gonna have to do their work in order to get all these for sure what do you think the bidding war was like to be the one that got the ahsoka one (laughs) Uh, you you gotta think it was pretty high i mean walmart's a big company obviously but all these amazon and and hasbro obviously are pretty big but yeah the uh the ahsoka one's going to be the most sought after i'm sure yeah
0: and the only one Mm. of these five that comes out for pre-order on october 12th rather than october Mm -hmm. 5th so Uh, All you collectors out there, some cool new uh, additions to the Star Wars universe to collect here with the hollow-themed Black Series action figures. Be on the lookout for those. Mm -hmm. Lastly, the uh, piece of news we want to uh, lastly touch on before we get to our Ahsoka episode 8 breakdown and discussion is in reference to something we announced first two weeks ago. Top Shelf Breaks, a friend of the program who has actually been on an episode of Hoth Hangout, if you uh, missed that one, uh, was on episode, is it 40, 40. Joey? Yes, episode yeah, 40. Episode, episode 40 uh, came on and talked some Star Wars collecting with Joey. That's a great episode if you haven't managed to catch it. Uh, we'll, we'll link that in the show notes as well. But um, something we announced two weeks ago is that courtesy of Top Shelf Breaks, we are giving away a Star Wars Super Box. And all you had to do to enter that giveaway was comment hashtag Hothy Anniversary on either last week or the previous week's uh, podcast episode. And so, prior to announcing the winner of the Star Wars Super Box, which we will about we're about to do in about sixty seconds, we wanted to give another special announcement courtesy of Top Shelf Breaks. In fact, rather than just giving away one Star Wars Super Box, we're now giving away Oh my boxes. Gosh.
1: thank you, thank you, Top Shelf Breaks. Yes,
0: and again, this is a good opportunity. If you're not already subscribed to Top Shelf Breaks, uh, check out his link in the show notes below. Hit that subscribe button and uh, show him some love next time uh, you post a video or you know, just say hey on YouTube in the comments. It would it would really mean a lot to us because he's done a lot to support this channel and so we, we would like to do the same for his in, in return. So uh, check him out, link in the show notes below. So, having said all that, uh, rather than announcing one winner right now, we are going to announce two winners of the Star Wars Super Boxes as we now have two of them to give away. Um, so, without further ado, the two winners of the two separate Star Wars Super Boxes, courtesy of Top Shelf Breaks, are first, Lord Galvatron. Hey, yo. Congratulations. And secondly, spy on sports. All right, congratulations to uh, both of our uh, giveaway winners. There, actually, both of these uh, commenters regularly comment on on our mm-hmm. videos, so it was cool to see both of them win these. And uh, in fact, some of our comments that we'll highlight today as part of our Ahsoka episode eight discussion were submitted by by these two as well. So, yep. um, you know, we want to say thank you to each of you for for listening to the podcast and. And for just being a part of the hot hangout community and we hope you enjoy your star wars super boxes you can contact us uh, on twitter instagram or email whatever's easiest for you and we'll get in touch with you about the best way to get you those star wars super boxes congratulations
1: good, good job y'all <laughs> thank you thank you
0: yes 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 and speaking of lord galvatron and spy on sports ah um it's now time for us to shift into our ahsoka episode eight Discussion, and we are going to do so by looking at some comments. As I mentioned, two of these were submitted by Lord Galvatron and Spy on Sports. Uh, we've got a couple of them here to look at off the bat. Lord Galvatron says, "Got to brush up on my Mortis God's lore." Now, sick episode, though. Mm-hmm. Of course, rep- referencing mainly the end <clears throat> of the episode with uh, with Balin standing on the the hand of the Father at the end there. Uh, but yeah, again. A Clone Wars shout out here. Indeed. indeed uh, we should give. If there's anyone out there and you're like, I just, there was a lot of stuff in Ahsoka I didn't really get, what yep. this meant, what what that means. Uh, Clone Wars, a lot of the holes. That's all I'm saying. True, true, true. Especially the Mortis God stuff. If you're really interested in that, highly, highly recommend watching the Clone Wars. It, it will really fill in some holes and make things in terms of the Ahsoka show a lot clearer for you. And then Spy on Sports had uh, a funny comment here as well. Spy on Sports says, Star Wars, A New Hope, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, and now, in, in reference to our most recent Ahsoka episode, Star Wars, The Walking Dead, <laughs> with the uh, with the eye roll emoji, of course, referencing the, the uh, undead night troopers we got in this episode, kind of crazy there as well. Um, I can tell you were definitely going to be talking about that because we already talked about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there, we'll have some good discussion uh, kind of on our thoughts regarding what that means for just Star Wars, uh, the decision to resurrect night mm-hmm. troopers, and, you know, just magic in general and kind of how that plays into everything. So um, shout out to Lord Galvatron and spy on sports for those two comments as well. And congratulations winning the uh the giveaway for the star wars super box and we do also want to give a special shout out to aunt Vasuvi uh, a longtime supporter of the podcast and and typically comments on the videos as well aunt Vasuvi says many thanks ben joey and gibbo hashtag hot hangout hashtag star wars hashtag rick amu hashtag ahsoka yes uh, aunt Vasuvi we appreciate you so very much thank
1: you aunt Vasuvi.
0: uh we do have a fourth comment here and this is a little bit uh more of a I don't know what the word I want to use is. Uh
1: Confl- I, a conflicting, conflicting view of ours, I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um Hodja here, which we do appreciate by the way. We don't exactly. ever want to make it seem like, you know, we want people just to, like agree with what we're saying. In fact, it's it's usually it's more fun if you know people have differing opinions on these mm-hmm. things. That way we can kind of discuss them in a in a way that feels uh, constructive and enlightening. So Haja says, did you guys watch a different show than me? <laughs> Granted, I never saw cartoon star Wars. I think Hodge referencing clone wars here. So none of this crap makes sense. It's slow and heaven forbid. If Ezra doesn't have a female bodyguard, the way this show goes, I think I'm in line for the force next week. Ooh, yikes. Haja. <laughs> uh, Haja. We do really appreciate your yes, comment absolutely. though. And, and we want to talk about this and address it briefly here. Um, there is a real case and argument to be made that ahsoka feels far less approachable and understandable for someone who has not seen clone wars or rebels Mm -hmm. like i can only imagine how confusing elements of this show might be if i hadn't seen either of those previous shows right um and so whether it's because it's animated that is maybe a, a turnoff to some um I mean, I would advocate, and I know both of us would advocate, that the story is great in Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't let animation be a reason that you don't watch it. But having said that, we know there are lots of people who haven't, who did watch Ahsoka. And so um, we'd also be curious just to hear from you, like what were your thoughts on the season, first of all. But Mm -hmm. um, more or less to say that we empathize with what Haja is saying here. But at the same time, I think a lot of the holes in the show or the shortcomings that Haja is seeing, we don't have those same holes necessarily, only because of a lot of the background information that we've obtained right. from these other shows. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add on that point?
1: Yeah, I mean this is this is a a valid a valid um criticism of the show. And we kind of talked to it going into it, like if if you didn't watch Rebels we know that this was, you know, coined as Rebels Season 5. Um, and if you didn't know anything about Rebels, then how are you going to enjoy the show, if at all? But, you know, th- that's not, you know, for Haja, that is not their experience with the show. And that's fine, you know, and that's, you know, they with with Star Wars, I should say. But it has been our experience with Star Wars, so we're going to continue to enjoy it as well. So as much as, you know, maybe Haja didn't enjoy it because of those, you know, those holes in the, in the uh, Star Wars lore that maybe they don't know, um, we were able to enjoy it. And, you know, so it's, it is interesting to, uh, to see that other side of it where, you know, people like Haja as, and also as uh, a spy on sports as well, kind of not really enjoying the walking dead. I feel like that was more of a, (laughs) more of a, you know, uh, a criticism against the series as well. But I mean I fully understand and you know that's that's a valid point that if you, if that's not something that you're if that's not your jam then it's not your jam you don't necessarily have to like everything um there are plenty of people who like the prequels who and there are people that don't like the prequels same thing with the sequels and you know and everything so I think uh Star Wars is ultimately for everybody but not everything is for everybody if that makes sense right um, yeah that's just that that's just the uh the reality of it and this this shouldn't be a problem we could all be fans of the work um and have these criticisms and say okay uh, yeah i understand that's that's not what you like that's not what you like yeah
0: yeah i couldn't have said it any better that was uh spot on <laughs> i think it's also like funny to know and this is not directed at hodge or anyone no, in particular no. I just think it, it's funny that no matter what we get as Star Wars fans, like someone is not going to mm-hmm. align with what we are given or or enjoy it. You know, someone is always going to have something to say. I think it's funny just as a general fan base after Andor was released, people were like, oh, this is boring. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even though it's like a much more politically motivated show and it's, it's like back backroom conversations and stuff like that. Sure. Um, you know, and so there's criticism on that end. And then we get something like Ahsoka, which is like the most lightsabers we've had in a show, maybe ever, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? By far. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there, there's criticism uh, no matter what. Right. No matter, like, I don't know. I don't even know what point I'm trying to make other than the fact that there's <laughs> always going to be... Some people who don't enjoy it the same way you do, whether yeah. you uh, like it or dislike it, um, again, as Joey said, that doesn't make any of us any less of Star Wars fans. It just right. means we each kind of have our own tastes and, and interests and preferences mm-hmm. when it comes to Star Wars, and um, and that's okay.
1: Yeah. But thank you for the comment.
0: That's, yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Keep the comments coming, everyone. Um, you know, as long as they're respectful, whether they're positive or negative. We will entertain them and love discussing them here on the podcast episodes. The episode itself was titled the Jedi, the witch and the warlord. Something (laughs) that during our reaction, I was like, Oh, it's a wizard of Oz reference (laughs) close. And then I thought about it and Givo, you know, mentioned to us while we were watching, he said, you mean Narnia? And I I was like, Oh yeah. Narnia, Narnia, (laughs) Lion, the
1: witch and the wardrobe. Yes.
0: Yes. Uh, There was some sort of, thinking on our part that maybe this was somehow a reference to uh, like the wardrobe being the world between worlds we mm-hmm. were going like really deep thinking i don't even know if it was deep uh, you think it was just like a fun reference
1: i think so maybe maybe the director rick was just like you know what i'm gonna throw this in there just to, yeah just to mess with everybody <laughs> yeah
0: what is the deeper uh, <laughs> symbolic meaning of of the fact that he's comparing this to narnia Right, like ah, I just liked Narnia as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the episode opens up. The cargo transfer is being completed on Thrawn's ship. Uh, meanwhile, the Great Mother's grant the gift of shadows to Morgan Elsbeth. Uh, something that looks like it makes her go blind. We're still not really exactly <laughs> sure what it does. Obviously, she wasn't actually blind. Yeah, uh, we. I guess we can. We can assume, but um. Just a pretty cool scene. In fact, we were like, what is happening here? Are they is are they helping her? Are they giving <laughs> her something good? Yeah, we weren't even sure. Uh, but yeah, they give her what's called the Gift of Shadows, which we still don't really know what that means because it didn't feel like it enhanced her ability <laughs> with a weapon in any in sense. Any way, um... But it did give her a new weapon in the okay. Sword of Townsend. Which again, for those who haven't seen the Clone Wars, this is a, a huge callback to the Clone Wars series. Mother Townsend is the uh, the chief great mother, the main great mother mm-hmm. uh, in the Clone Wars series, and actually uses this sword in one episode too, I believe. So, uh, pretty cool to see it in live action. It looked awesome. I think you yeah, referenced very cool it during the reaction. You were like, "Ooh, that looks. That's like even than the dart saber almost. Yep. Yeah, look at that." Got the green the, fire around it. That looks that looks yeah. hot. Looks hot. It looks it looks like a World of Warcraft <laughs> weapon or something it like does, that. Yeah. yeah.
1: Wouldn't you have to mine to get that? Jeez. <laughs> uh
0: meanwhile, Ezra begins building his new lightsaber with Huyang. And this is I feel like I'm a broken record, but this is another scene that <laughs> is so much more meaningful if you've seen Rebels. Um, for those that don't know, Ezra, if you haven't seen Rebels, Ezra's master was Kanan Jairus. Uh who Yang, obviously, being this droid this, uh, who's been alive for a long time during the fight of the Republic with the Jedi Order, knows all about the construction of lightsabers and has helped many, many younglings through the years be mm-hmm. able to do this, including Kanan Jairus, Ezra's former master. And so, um, through this conversation, both Ezra and Sabine learned that Hu Yang was the one that taught, Han- uh, taught Kanan how to construct his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Hu Yang says that he's old enough to know that the relationship between a master and apprentice is as challenging as it is meaningful. And this is more so in reference to kind of Ahsoka and Sabine's relationship.
1: Yeah. What a great line. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. There is Hu Yang has some of the best like one liners that are just, Mm -hmm. it sits on your brain. You're like, man, that's deep.
1: (laughs) Aren't you a droid?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he is the least droid feeling droid we've ever had in Star Wars. I'm telling I think you, it was, it's fair. That's to our say. that's
1: our next uh our draft the next draft the droid draft. I'm telling you,
0: droid draft coming soon, <laughs> coming soon. Um, but yeah, so part of Ezra's lightsaber construction is there is a piece of the lightsaber necessary, and uh, you mentioned it. It's the it's the lightsaber, not the hilt, the uh, guard or the lightsaber. Uh, yeah, the emitter, I believe, the emitter. And so this is one of the pieces that Ezra's looking for in this mess of a ship. And so uh, he finds it and Hu Yang notes that it's the replacement one that he was saving from years and years and years ago from when Kanan first built his original lightsaber. Yeah, that's
1: that was a cool little callback.
0: Yeah. So this is like Ezra having a piece of Kanan with him at all times, like in the form of his lightsaber, which is really cool in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 this was in my honorable mentions for yeah. my favorite moment of the
1: episode. Yeah. And I mean, the even if you didn't really watch Rebels, you can understand that there is a connection between, uh, you know, Apprentice and their master, and especially handing down, you know, a piece that was meant for the master to be given to him as well. So, yes, you could, if you hadn't seen it, you can kind of understand it. But if you were to watch Rebels, you see how close, close-knit they were kind of more of a family, you know, these are just names at this point to people, you know, not necessarily a person, not necessarily a story. So uh, having that, having the Rebel story behind us uh, and learning and learn, uh, you know, just the interactions and dynamics between all of them just really does help out with the scene.
0: You think we get a Kanan Jarrus Force Ghost in season two? Honestly, (laughs) I was
1: thinking we were going to get one here. I'm not. Oh, I would have been so pumped. Yeah, me too. Little, little Freddie Prince Jr. He was the voice actor for uh, yeah, for uh, Cane and Jeris and Rebels.
0: They got they got to ease people into the Rebels. Yeah, stuff. I guess now, so, that, yeah. now that we've seen them in live action, now maybe like it'll get people to watch it, and then they'll put the Cane Force. I mean, Ghost in season two. I
1: I wouldn't be against like just all of a sudden a rebel. They just do Rebels live action, like a rebel, like an <laughs> That'd actual be cool. Rebels show. <laughs>
0: Yeah, would it take place in this timeline or back in the actual Rebels timeline?
1: Uh, give me... I don't care. Just however they want to do it. <laughs> Inject it into my bloodstream. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: meanwhile, Ahsoka and Sabine begin to have a conversation um, talking about how Anakin has... Ahsoka tells uh, uh, Sabine uh, Anakin always stood by her side and now she will do the same for Sabine. We also get some new information, though, that Ahsoka... Uh, we we know there was some sort of separation or mm-hmm. not seeing eye to eye between Ahsoka and Sabine. You know, uh, years prior to when Ahsoka attempted to train Sabine for the first time, and we get a little bit more insight and information here in regards to that when Ahsoka when we learn Ahsoka was worried that Sabine was becoming a Jedi for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Now, what those perceived wrong reasons are exactly, we weren't given more insight into whether it be like she was getting too close to the dark side she was craving right. power that's kind of the inference that I thought they might be hinting at but mm-hmm. they didn't go too in depth there um, but as we mentioned you know this is really Ahsoka's opportunity to connect with Sabine after kind of a sense of separation or, or just this uneasiness between the two of them throughout the whole show based on their past it really feels like this is the scene that Mm-hmm. completely resolves a lot of that and importantly provides the foundation and baseline not uh, just for the rest of the episode and seeing how their relationship uh you know comes to be in the rest of uh, episode eight but how it will be in the rest of the ahsoka show presumably right um and sets the groundwork for sabine to uh, you yeah. know as we as we learn come back at the end of this episode and help ahsoka
1: right and and i want to mention here this screenshot of sabine looking at ahsoka uh, I think they just did a really good job at the casting here for the Rebels crew. <laughs> I mean, with Sabine here, I, even this little look, this little smirk that she's given Ahsoka. For those watching the the video version of the podcast, you know, it, it feels very genuinely Sabine. You know, the Sabine that we kind of grew up with in in the Rebels uh, animated series. So to 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 be able to see those personalities actually come to life on in, in live action. I think they just did a really good job. And you know, with him, with her, with Ezra, obviously with Ahsoka, you know, we've we've kind of seen her already in live action, but but with Hera and obviously with Chopper, you know, it, it's just it was just uh they did a really good job and I was I was pleased with the end product.
0: Oh yeah. I, I think some people were hesitant before the season. Myself admittedly included in that, about how the uh actors would live up to the you know in terms of a live action depiction of characters who we've known and loved for so long in an animated form and i think they killed it it was awesome i i I think it was it was hits in every regard especially sabine and and ahsoka and and ezra and all of them
1: (laughs) and zeb oh wait never mind
0: uh hopefully season two we get to (laughs) see Uh, as a result of you know, this uh, looming threat in Thrawn's eyes of Ahsoka and Sabine and Ezra approaching, he decides to send two TIE fighters out to take out kind of this the the ship and this this rest of the Noti population. The ship is uh, not in a great state as a result of being fired upon by the TIE fighters, and so you see here if you're watching the video version of the podcast, Ezra and Ahsoka keeping the ship in the air with the force which is barely just prior to Sabine being able to blast off, um, uh, and fly into the the two Tie fighters.
1: I mean, that was a that was a choice to to do it that way, honestly. To yeah, she ended up. Uh, I think she. I don't know if she counted down and told them to like throw her. I don't know if you noticed that at all, but, um, yeah. to she ended up just going. Full speed at the Tie Fighters and using the T6 wings to clip them essentially and to have them crash, but unfortunately disabling the T6 ship herself.
0: Yes, yes, very, very Sabine moment here. She, uh, <laughs> she, she walks away from the fight or from the plane hitting, running into the two Tie Fighters and you know kind of smirks it at Ahsoka and Ezra and is like, "Got him, got him." <laughs> One of the uh, one of the more lighthearted moments in this episode. I liked that part a lot. Yeah. The night troopers that were sent on the ground attack uh, in support of the failed TIE fighter mission. This part I thought was also funny because how would you like to be stranded on Peridia for <laughs> 10 years? And you're like, all right, we're working towards this. You know, Thrawn's got a plan. And then a Jedi shows up, multiple Jedi show up. And uh, Ron is like, "Well, we need you guys," and, and you're like, "Well, all right, sounds good."
1: <laughs> like, I'm, I mean, to be I'm to be just, fair, they were called know. volunteers. They did seem yeah. see, seem to volunteer for the job, so right, but, yeah. uh, it wasn't quite as bad.
0: All I'm saying is that if I was a night trooper, I would not have volunteered. <laughs> right. Uh, the night trooper volunteers are sent on the ground attack, uh, and as part of this process. Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra continue to ride toward Thrawn's ship. Um, they are then met with what is described as by Thrawn hellfire from the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. By the way, the on the video version of the podcast, there's a cool photo of it. Uh, the The howlers that they ride. Yep. What do you think of the scene where they rode this toward the like the uh, night sister castle looking thing.
1: They were hauling. I'll tell you what, they were, they were hauling on those things. It was, it, and it's, it's like this half horse, half dog, Pokemon looking thing that, (laughs) uh, that, I don't know. It's, it's captured the hearts of, of many here. So I, 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 I liked it and, you know, to, to see these three together again is just such a, such a cool, cool little thing to have.
0: Yeah. It was a moment from the episode, which we'll talk about in a bit as well, that we were like, it's just awesome to have most of the crew uh, back together. Yes. We're we're missing Zeb and Hera, where's Zeb? But I'm I'm sure we'll get Zeb probably in season two of Ahsoka. I would imagine at some point. I would hope Open so, it. at least. Um, as we said before, Thrawn responds to their advance by saying, "Eat them with hellfire," and so they <laughs> rain down the, these like fireballs from. By the way, I didn't know Star Destroyers could shoot straight down.
1: Straight down, yeah. I did not realize that either. Maybe that's uh, something that picked up on Predia, some technologies yeah, from the nodi some... that they're like some modifications.
0: <laughs> yeah, some some below-the-ship below the modifications or something. Um, so at, at, during this scene, Ezra and Sabine and Ahsoka are forced to, ha, no pun intended, forced <laughs> to use the force to open mm-hmm. the, the door to the castle and barely slip through with a very claustrophobic inducing <laughs> moment where the howler's tail oh. almost got snipped off but uh, they made so, it
1: through. <clears throat> worth to mention this is, this is the first time we think maybe Sabine actually uses her force ability here um, we don't know for certain because obviously both Ahsoka and and um, Ezra are doing it as well Sabine might be just like how I am in Fortnite, like just carried, you know what I mean? Just like, just get her, <laughs> just get her in past the, into the circle here. And that was really it. But um, she seems to be using the force ability. Again, we don't know how much help she was at this moment though.
0: Right. But I, even if she didn't do anything, I think the important part of this scene is it's the first example of Ahsoka putting, uh, you know, behind her words that she mm-hmm. said to Sabine earlier not only am I going to like be there for you and support you but I'm going to encourage you right and so you know it's not just the fact that did Sabine did she use the force or did she not use the force in this scene um, it's the fact that ahsoka said we need you to help us yep you know that she required of Sabine that right right, and right. so that in and of itself I think is the important piece of this scene um, and, but as we said they make it through and are met with a ton of night troopers which eventually will become undead night troopers as we'll (laughs) talk about here in a second um they make pretty good work of them and it's a pretty pretty fun scene to watch one of the better scenes of the episode seeing sabine ahsoka and ezra all ignite their lightsabers i'm
1: just saying what's better than one lightsaber two what's better than two is three and what's better than three four i mean this is this is great What's better than four? Four and the Sword of Townsend. Ah! <laughs> keep going. Yeah. And magic. And magic. The K, right? <laughs> For the <game>. <laughs> <laughs> So
0: uh, Ahsoka, Sabine, and Ezra, quite, quite impressively, I would add, make quick work of the Night Troopers. Um, they shred their way through it. They're headed up towards the top level towards Thrawn and Morgan and the Great Mothers. Little do they know the Great Mothers are up top scheming and planning and resurrecting the Night Troopers. What did you think about this when you first saw it? Because I know this is probably a a sticking point for a lot of people why they didn't enjoy the episode as much as we did, maybe.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed it because it's something that we've seen in the Clone Wars, in the video games, to come to to to, uh, live action here. To actually see it being done here is just, you know, you know, I I like this these interweavings we've talked about it time and time again. So to see it again, um, here in live action with these night troopers, it was just uh it was it was really cool. But I, but like we were talking at the top of the the show, I can see why people wouldn't be on board with this, especially if they had never ever had any experience with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you don't know about Magic with a K, this yeah. is a little weird, right? <laughs> But of course, I mean, as fans of Clone Wars, we loved it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but let us know down in the comments of the YouTube video. Uh, if, if this wasn't your your jam, your vibe, let us know what your thoughts uh, on it were as well. But... So after defeating the Night Troopers for the first time, they're faced, to def- uh, they're faced with the prospect of defeating them for the second time yep. and the third time, yeah. the fourth time, because they just don't go away when you kill them because they're already dead yeah right uh and so the uh ezra there's a moment where he says ice moves and uh Asuka says she's been training yeah sabine then says to ezra what's your excuse and ezra says to sabine i miss you yeah <laughs> kind of an, an which, endearing moment there amidst which the is chaos an, of the fight
1: which is an interesting way to say that i mean you know people who may be Want a because you know you've seen there's definitely like an Ezra Sabine dynamic whether it is Mm -hmm. brother or sister whether it is kind of a a, uh, love interest type of thing this is kind of ambiguous as far as the the meaning behind this you know because it could have been anything uh, anything else but to say I missed you at that moment is kind of you know could be could be either way really right yeah yeah
0: I don't know that's another thought to consider are Ezra and Sabine ever at any point going to be more than just friends. Is I don't uh know. is is Ezra gonna break out of the friend zone. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh that remains to be seen in season two of us. <laughs> That's right. Meanwhile, during season one, Thrawn then tells Morgan that they are going to require more time before departing. Really starting to see Thrawn sweat here in this moment because he's yep. saying, All right, Morgan, look, we need you and your new night sister magic the uh what do we call it the sight of shadows the gift of shadows Mm -hmm. we need you and your gift of shadows to to buy us some more time we need you to fight ahsoka essentially so morgan then proceeds to uh, confront the three and begins with the fight with ahsoka while ezra and sabine look for Thrawn i thought this was a little interesting that i know her mission was to confront ahsoka and stop ahsoka like pays absolutely no attention to Ezra and Sabine. Meanwhile, Thrawn yeah, just told yeah. her, "Like we need time." Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird. That's how a she good just point. pass.
1: Right. Yeah, that's true. She yeah, she was like, "I'm I'm here for Ahsoka, and that's it." Yeah. Maybe she is still bitter about what happened during the Mandalorian season. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and and she got her promotion. She's got the she's got the extra black magic.
0: Yep, extra black magic. So she she does stop the three of them and begins to fight with Ahsoka while Ezra and Sabine proceed on to look for Thrawn. But the fight itself was something to to witness, pretty cool. which oh, then absolutely! Then later carry on up into the uh, up into the top, further up half of the yeah. uh,
1: of of the uh, the tower. Is that what we're calling it? The tower? I think so. Yeah. Well, was it even? It was yeah. It was kind of like the landing platform of the. Like the lower levels of the landing platform or something like that, Ness. Yeah, yeah. So Ezra
0: and Sabine, uh, while Ahsoka continues to fight Morgan, fight the two reanimated, like, super night troopers. I don't know if mm-hmm. they have an official name. They probably do. Right. Uh, On, On Vasuvi, if you're listening, I feel <laughs> like this is knowledge you would know uh, what the official names of those two reanimated super night troopers were at the top of the landing deck. but... Um, ultimately the key part of this fight is that the super troopers because they are undead are kind of handling Sabine and Ezra more surprisingly more surprisingly than we would expect them to Sabine drops her lightsaber as a result of this and Mm -hmm. again I'm going to use the pun is forced to (laughs) use the force to get her lightsaber now again if there is a moment in this episode which some people could and and you and i saw this like almost pretty quickly after the episode when we were checking out like social media and youtube uh, and stuff like that people were not high on this part of the episode yep yep which is something we could talk about she uses the force (laughs) to grab the lightsaber ignites it and you know does away with the super death trooper or whatever we're calling him what are your thoughts on this because i personally, I don't think either of us have a problem with this, and and I can talk about more why I don't, personally, but I would love to hear what your thoughts are.
1: I mean, we saw the struggle going into, her struggle going into this season, as far as, you know, Force abilities. We know she was trained by Ahsoka, you know, that's part of of her story. So, and we even know that Hu Yang himself even said, she doesn't necessarily have the talent to be a Jedi, right? um but her her journey is much much different from your traditional jedi your traditional you know whether you're talking about Ahsoka we or you're talking about an anakin um she's not she's not on that same path and we we know that not everyone's going to be michael jordan on the bulls some of them is going to have to be <laughs> cliff levingston some of them have to be dennis Housen. that <laughs> you know there not everyone's going to be luke skywalker and there's no problem with that you know so i think that that she um the fact that we had to wait basically to the very last episode of the season means that, you know, that she had to work for it, you know, and maybe, maybe, and I understand if that's not your, you don't want that to be your, the story, then, you know, you're, you're entitled to that. But for me, you know, I, I, I completely accepted this. It would be one thing if it was the first thing, the first episode she moved in and then she's just moving things around with the force, you know, but it took her this long to get to this place. So I I was completely fine with it love how you snuck a chicago bulls reference
0: in there (laughs) go bulls the uh, the last thing you said though is essentially my reasoning for why i don't have a problem with this as well coming into this show people were seeing the trailer and seeing you know sabine with a lightsaber people were very nervous that that was the route they were going to take that oh well sabine is force sensitive now right um the direction they chose with sabine's character done in a way that i think would make some of us that felt nervous about that like personally i was one of those people i was like i don't want to see sabine before yeah same yeah but i i think when you when you lay this out over the course of eight episodes with subtle you know inclusions from episode to episode of uh you know like seeing her slowly Building, not even her ability, but just her potential to have ability. Sure, that grounds this scene in more reasonability than if season if episode one would have started and Sabine is like you know horse pushing stuff around. Yeah, right. Uh, Because she lacked the ability at the beginning of the season, and because we saw her struggle throughout the season, makes it more believable in this episode, in my opinion. And, you know, as you said, she's not Luke Skywalker. She's not Anakin Skywalker. Mm -hmm. She's probably one of, if you want to consider her a quote-unquote Jedi now, she's probably one of the weakest Jedi we've ever seen in Star Wars. (laughs) You want (laughs) to think about it that way, if that makes you feel any better, for those of you that were upset by (laughs) it. Um, Having said all that, again, I don't have a problem with this. And if it means she grows stronger in the coming seasons, um, you know, I'm fine with that too, as long as it's done in a way... It is gradual and doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, infringe upon the the inferred power that the character should yeah. be able to possess. Because I think the way they did it in this season was yeah. actually pretty good.
1: Probably the best way that they've done it, in my opinion, actually. Yeah. yeah. Where you it took us, what, over, yeah, it took us eight episodes to get to this point. Whereas, and you see in movies, it's going to be like not even a full movie, you know? So I think that's, I think that's where the comparison comes. And I'm just saying I can make a free throw. So does that mean, (laughs) you know, does that mean I don't, you know, that I can't play basketball because of it? You know, maybe that's a a stretch of the force, whatever, but still, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to take a page out of your book. Whenever people, you you say this all the time
0: when people talk about Ray and the sequels. And so I'm going to take a page out of your book and use the same thought process in regards to sabine like again i am not saying that i dislike the originals in any way shape or form they are still far and away like what i think are the best parts of star wars Mm -hmm. however luke skywalker goes from having no knowledge of the force at all at all to being able to lift an x-wing out of the water on dagobah in a mere what couple of days You know, we don't really know how long he was trading, but...
1: to full X-Wing.
0: Right, I mean, (laughs) so the fact that Sabine could pull a lightsaber to herself... Now, again, the force push thing might be, you know, a little bit more, but the fact she could pull a lightsaber to herself... after You know, we have to think about things in context. I'm okay with it, personally. Let us know down in the comments if you're not, but... uh, Not to go on my soapbox, I apologize. (laughs) All right let's get back on track where were we meanwhile uh thrawn is taking off in his ship and sabine uh and ezra come to this (laughs) chasm between the ship and uh, there's always a chasm as just the platform oh yeah yeah it is quite the chasm in fact (laughs) Um, so much so that the ship is still moving and sabine says the longer we wait the tougher it gets (laughs) yep and so ezra force jumps off the platform sabine then proceeds to force push him up to the edge come on I, that's enter- it's mean, entertainment it was entertainment i wish when they had done <laughs> this though that it would have felt like one continuous motion i feel like oh, it would yeah, have yeah. looked cooler but Instead, he was
1: falling he was falling already yeah, he jumps halfway
0: pushed. and yeah. his trajectory is going down and listen, then she pushes him up <laughs> listen this
1: is her first force push okay give her some slack she got it done it wasn't the cleanest but you know she got it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Again, I, I don't have a huge issue with this. Yeah. I can understand people who do, but sure. personally, with the progression of the character, I don't have a huge issue with this. All I'm saying. Uh, meanwhile, the uh, after Sabine force pushes Ezra onto the ship, he takes out two more troopers. Uh, and, you know, the plan originally was that he... That Sabine would then force jump and that he would then force pull her Mm -hmm. to the ship, which seems a tad unrealistic, but um, we come back to that here in a second because meanwhile, Morgan and Ahsoka are still fighting. Morgan says to Ahsoka, your friends are dead and you will die here and alone. And so with the way that they did the scene, we're led to believe that Sabine jumped to Ezra and may or may not have made it because we don't actually see her jump. Sabine mm-hmm. then appropriately and uh you know quite triumphantly responds, not alone yep. and ignites the lightsaber uh, yes. at the same time. So what a good what a good shot. Not only is Ahsoka there for Sabine, Sabine is there for Ahsoka. Morgan's response in this scene too was kind of like rage. Oh yeah. <laughs> was he was not, not happy. A, I was like, she she <laughs> oh, she's mad. Oh, she's mad, yeah. And in what I thought might have been I think the Ahsoka Balin fight is a close contender, but in what might have been one of the best sequences of lightsaber duels in the season of Ahsoka, the uh, following duel, the later portion of the duel between Ahsoka and Morgan was really cool. I yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so inevitably, Ahsoka defeats Morgan, and almost instantly it cuts to the Great Mothers after you see Ahsoka do a little double slice across the yeah. abdomen of morgan uh, the great mothers recognize that oh morgan is gone yeah and thrawn savagely is like it was a good sacrifice I, he doesn't yeah. say it was a good sacrifice yeah but, yeah you know more she or less necessary yeah yeah he did what she needed to so um next up is ezra is on thrawn's ship after having been forced pushed by sabine takes one of the uh, Night Troopers' armor, who he has uh, incapacitated. And we can assume that he then puts it on, which we'll see again in a later scene. And so Thrawn then begins to open fire on the landing platform after having created a reasonable distance so that he cannot be reached by either Ahsoka or Sabine at this point. Meanwhile, Ahsoka and Sabine escape the landing platform by jumping on top of the T6 flown in by Hu Yang, just in time all these poor undead night troopers as well as the <laughs> old body of morgan elspeth are falling into the rubble into oblivion and uh the t6 then proceeds to chase thron's ship to the eye of scion which, which if you don't remember was kind of the circle like thing that morgan Balin, and shin all used in order to originally get to paridia Thrawn then opens a calm channel to Ahsoka and Sabine, and when he, when he said that, I was like, "Ooh, we're gonna get some yeah." Uh, Thrawn and Ahsoka interactions here. Something that I did not realize until this moment. Additionally, is that Thrawn and Ahsoka have never actually met face to face. I didn't.
1: I didn't realize that until this this little uh this little trash talking by uh, uh Thrawn here.
0: Yeah, like if you were to ask me off the top of my head, have they? My inclination would have been to have said yes at some point in Rebels. Mm-hmm. but uh but they haven't and they still haven't up to this point point. Yep. and maybe a little bit of foreshadowing for season two Thrawn says it's a shame we'll never get to so we can only assume that there will definitely be a face-to-face yeah. meeting of these two at some point in next season uh, but Thrawn, when he opens the comms to ahsoka and sabine he says uh one wonders just how similar you might become and this is in reference yeah. to anakin when he's talking about Ahsoka, of course, being the Padawan of Anakin. Mm He says, perhaps this is where a ronin such as you belongs. Today, victory is mine. Long live the Empire. What a cool Uh, dude. Man, this (laughs) savage line. Little does he know he's going to get back to the galaxy we know, and the Empire's not even going to exist. Yeah, take it. Is Thrawn Snoke? Join us next time, Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Thrawn is like,
0: I'm starting the First Order. Yeah. (laughs) Another homage here. This whole season was filled with all kinds of uh, references to this samurai style, yeah. you know, showdowns in these duels between Balin and Ahsoka, between Ahsoka and Morgan, mm-hmm. uh, between Shin and uh, Sabine. Just all different kinds of these homages to these samurai fights of, of past film, and so I thought it was particularly applicable that he referred to her as a ronin at yeah this point. yeah that was very that was that was pretty cool to mention her like that yeah yeah long live the empire he says we'll see uh we'll see how long that empire lives. <laughs> do you uh, this is a good question do you think the empire which he foresees or that he will perhaps institute will become what we know is the first order
1: you would you would think or at least the the the, the early stepping stones, yeah. The, the the early ground zero stepping stones of it, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for season two to find that mm-hmm. information out. Uh, the remainder of the episode is almost like an epilogue-like sort of uh, portion in which Ahsoka and Sabine, because they're not able to escape off of Paridia, return to the Noti where Ahsoka sees uh, Morai. I always am hesitant that I'm mispronouncing the name, but if you don't know who the owl... Mm-hmm. Uh, morai is this is the embodiment of the daughter who is one of the three mortis gods the daughter is the one who not only uh imbues the light side of the force but also is the one who gave her light force to ahsoka in the clone wars show so that she might live rather than die right and so uh, since that moment morai has followed ahsoka around more or less being a physical depiction of at least how I've understood it, to be mm-hmm. the daughter almost like traveling with her wherever she goes in some way or another. Uh, and we see this in The Mandalorian as well when we first meet Ahsoka in her episode of Mando. Uh, we find out Shin is presumably going to be the leader of a group of the bandits on Peridia. She I know what it looks like, yeah. raises her ignited lightsaber in front of them. I, I thought the Shin ending was a little
1: bit weak. Mm-hmm. yeah i mean I like what's she that. gonna
0: do with a bunch of bandits on paridia in the grand scheme right. of things it feels kind of minute
1: mm-hmm. i don't know well, it's not gonna... minute though
0: <laughs> What's well, not minute and is going to heavily impact the uh next episode or the next season i should say of ahsoka um even though you know ray stevenson uh, unfortunately won't be able to be a part of it is that his character Balin skull stands on the outstretched arm of one of the three mortis gods the father for those that don't know, the three Mortis gods from the original Clone Wars arc are the father, the son, and the daughter. In the image, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, the father is in the middle, the son is on the right. And actually, the head of the daughter is not present on mm-hmm. Um I don't, you know, we don't really know what happened there, but that's probably maybe a reference to the fact that the daughter gave her life force to Ahsoka mm-hmm. in the Clone Wars. We're not really sure. Why that head is missing from the statue, but um Balin is on the outstretched arm of the father, and that's kind of where we see Balin's story end for the season in mm-hmm. shrouded in mystery, and we now understand that his goal and his purpose is connected to the mortis god yes um, absolutely I, I just i I wanted more information on that so bad, and we didn't get it
1: and so. I wasn't like fully right that he wasn't going to be in it at all, yeah but. <laughs> yeah kind of right
0: right uh i i just i'm curious to see how they go with his character in next season i i really hope i i don't know i could see him going so many different ways and maybe that's something we can uh, next week's podcast episode is going to still be focusing on ahsoka and so perhaps that's a question we'll pose during uh, next week's episode that we can dive even more deeply into Meanwhile, Thrawn's ship is approaching a giant red planet, which we learn is Dathomir. So the Great yeah. Mothers are returning with the cargo and Thrawn to Dathomir. Mm-hmm. Those that don't know, Dathomir is the planet that the uh, Night Sisters call their homeworld. Again, now we know that I guess technically Peridia is their ancient homeworld, yeah. but after leaving Peridia, Dathomir became their homeworld in the galaxy that we are all familiar with. And so, um, one can presume that something shady is afoot and perhaps these these cargo, which look a lot like sarcophagi, mm-hmm. might be brought to Dathomir in order to reinvigorate life into them in some way or another. So we might see an undead army in Season 2 of Ahsoka. Yes.
1: If you didn't like The Walking Dead here, yeah. you're not going <laughs> to like Season 2. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, I think people... Honestly, if anyone out there is like on the fence about Clone Wars and Rebels, I think this is a pretty good reason to watch Clone Wars just so that you can get a better understanding of Night Sister Magic and kind of the role that it plays in terms of just Star Wars as a whole and and how it uh, how it pertains to the great mothers and, and what they're planning. So watch Clone Wars. If you haven't seen it yet, highly recommend the imperial ship lands inside of the new republic fleet Hera, ezra and chopper have a really great reunion that's an emotional moment for Hera and ezra especially Uh, chopper recognizes it's ezra actually before anyone else does Mm -hmm. so uh, we can we can assume that ezra and hera are going to do all they can to stop Thrawn and perhaps even get back to ahsoka and sabine as quickly as possible who meanwhile are in the noti village ahsoka and sabine and uh ahsoka says uh, ezra is where he needs to be and so are we it's time to move on there's almost this immense uh sense of peace that ahsoka has even in the midst of being stranded on this planet in another galaxy she's like it's okay we're exactly where we need to be
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, and i and i really like that you know that that peace again you know that we talked about earlier just the ahsoka the white the you know, it just seems that she understands kind of everything. She's the bigger picture. And yeah, even though we may not be exactly where we want to be, we are where we are. And this is what, uh, this is, this is uh, this is a good moment. This is a really good moment. Yeah. Ending, but ending with this though.
0: I know. Right. And then the final moment of the episode that we get to see force ghost Anakin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I was, I was just. It hit me right in the in the happiness in the funny bone <laughs> uh, yep, this absolutely. was this was really cool you know to kind of conclude this idea that ahsoka is really at peace with the way things are Um, after her pretty cool encounter with anakin in the world between worlds in episode five we get to see his force ghost again here sort of just watching over ahsoka yeah um, how this all plays into like Mortis God stuff. We're still not yeah, really yeah. sure, like what Anakin's role in that might be, or what not do you think? Be.
1: What do you think his thoughts are in in this shot here? Because I was trying to figure out, like, w- you know, what he was he would be thinking, right? Looking looking at all of this happen kind of right in front of him, and I his think- face doesn't necessarily give anything away. Which, um, it doesn't seem like he's like happy with the what's how things have turned. It just it's almost a, a a look of concern if you kind of look at it a certain way.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like we're led to believe that it's a sense of pride in his Padawan. Yes. But again, not a ton of emotion being expressed yeah. here from Hayden right. in this scene. So um, I, I think in some way he might take on more of an Obi-Wan to Luke role, mm-hmm. in like the way that uh, Obi-Wan oh, is sure. to yeah, Luke yeah. in Episode 5 especially. So uh, I think he may take on, you know, more a more Oof. direct approach. I didn't even think Asoya of that. I didn't even think in, of that. That's a good point. In season two. Like, she's going to be hearing him like, speak to her through the force and whatnot. So I guess technically she already has in the world between worlds. But yeah. anyways, so, cool moment getting to see Anakin at the end of this episode. It was awesome. We have gone over the entire episode at this point. Uh, a great one it was. At this time, we are going to list our favorite moments from the episode. Uh, something tells me we have pretty similar thoughts in this <laughs> regard, but, Julia, would you like to go first? you want me to go
1: first? Yeah, I'll go first. I mean, it's pretty clear. The Ahsoka-Morgan uh, duel duo is um, probably the best that I've seen in live action for a long time, so I think easily their their lightsaber fight ending with a dual slight. I feel that is Ahsoka's like finishing move. You know in like Mortal Kombat they have like a finishing move. <laughs> I feel yeah. like the this slice has become hers whether it was Tales of the Jedi and now here with Morgan uh, just that 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 swift slice through the abdomen is uh, her finishing move and uh, just that Star Wars man that, you know we've talked about how we could love great storylines, great characters, but as long as you got some lightsabers going all around, yeah, that's that's Star Wars to me. So that's definitely my favorite moment. The key is to slice them in the abdomen
0: and not and not uh put the entire saber through their body because if yes, you do that right, then yeah. they might survive.
1: See, Ahsoka learned early on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um my favorite moment from the episode was also the Ahsoka versus Morgan duel. Uh, I thought it was Probably the best choreographed uh, lightsaber fight mm-hmm. of the season. The and again the the finishing move, the Mortal Kombat move, as you called it, <laughs> was was pretty epic. The uh, e- even here in the image, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can see how the different slices, both uh, one using her own saber, the other using the the Townsend blade, uh, kind of left different colored remnants or residue on on the abdomen of of Morgan as she is going down at this yep. point so side note what do you think the blade of townsend is going to be used for now like is it oh, just point. gonna
1: hold on to that thing or what i don't know yeah i mean she, she's gonna have to i mean i feel like especially with someone like sabine around she really does like uh look at artifacts like that and try to break them down so maybe that's a little bit of uh something she will be doing with it so maybe that's going to be her second saber. Who knows? You know, but uh, uh, yeah, that's a good, that's a great question. Who knows what will what'll happen with that Townsend, Townsend sword? I don't know. I feel like that's just a temptation leaving that thing
0: around. Like Ezra's had some, you know, dark side flirtations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe Sabine has. We don't really know. Like with Ahsoka saying that she had the wrong intentions when she was training her,
1: mm-hmm. you know, years ago. I mean, you could even go as far as maybe Ahsoka does. Thrawn kind of left that little nugget right Saying that, yeah. you know who knows what you'll become if you're you were trained by anakin who is you know notoriously one of the the biggest villains in the universe you know so who yep. knows yeah
0: i mean that's a lot of like kind of the themes of episode five where it, there was that moment where it looked like ahsoka's eyes were, mm-hmm. were going evil yep i don't know what's gonna happen with the blade of towns let us know in the comments <laughs> Some of the other honorable mentions that I thought was also worth mentioning, I just love anything with Balin. So the, the yeah. 30 seconds we got with him, I was like, oh. <laughs> I mean, up? how important was it? I
1: mean, it was. It showed the the Mortis right. gods
0: right? And I mean, we can unless it, he gets recast, we're probably not going to see Balin next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, a lot of next season is probably going to deal with sort of what we were seeing Balin whatever it was, the goal of his mission. Right. You know, as it relates to the Mortis gods, that's probably going to be a big part of season two. Mm-hmm. I could actually even see them making season two an entirely build up to the Mortis gods. Yeah. And then not really seeing it in season Ooh, two a, and a, it being we, like, you should a, write that
1: down once, for our questions for next week,
0: like a two to three cliffhanger sort mm-hmm. of thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Which means we'll see the Mortis gods in live action uh, in 2026. We'll see you here on the Hoth Hangout channel to react (laughs) to it. uh, But yeah, the Balin scene was pretty cool. Uh, It's a shame we won't get to see Ray in the role anymore. But um, uh, probably my favorite character of the show, Mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, Additionally, Ezra making his own lightsaber was pretty cool. And the Sword of Townsend, which we've already mentioned uh, as well. So, Lots of amazing moments from this episode um particularly the lightsaber duels were just like ooh, those are some of the best we've had in quite (laughs) some time um all right having said that i feel like the only thing left that we have to do is grade the episode in our uh reaction yesterday we recorded two days ago at the time of the release of this podcast um we both gave the episode on the spot tens yes we did following the 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 reaction the watch through of it did i go first on this one or do you want to go first on this uh one? you can go ahead and go first okay i thought about this a lot and i wanted to watch the episode a second time and and i hadn't I didn't get the chance to today so to be fair i still have only seen the episode once so this i uh, maybe it's justified maybe it's not but i took my score from a 10 to a 9.5 out of 10 it's still not bad not bad. I mean, I lo- to be fair, I loved this episode. It was mm-hmm. great. I think the reason I did that was because I looked at the grand scheme of the season. I don't think I ever gave any episode lower than an 8. Um, or even close episode- to that, even, honestly. Right, maybe even, I think, 8.5 or 9 might have been my lowest. Um, and then, in regards to the other episodes... I looked at episode five, I looked at episode six at just how much I loved both of those episodes. Yeah. Sure, sure. And they were probably they were definitely by far my favorite two. If I had to rank the episodes, this is tough because after episode six, I think I actually said that I liked it more than five. Yeah, I remember.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: In retrospect, I almost want to walk that back, but I'm I'm gonna have to just watch the whole show again. Yeah. Um Five and six were close for me, and I gave both of those tens. I think I liked eight next most, and then seven. Mm-hmm. And I can't recall what I gave last week's episode on the rankings. Did I give it a 9.5 or a 9? or? Yeah, we could look did right I give there, it a yeah. 10? Most, it regardless. High. Yeah, the last four episodes for me were, were probably my favorite four of the season, which mm-hmm. I think says something about good storytelling. Uh, It was building towards the pinnacle of the show rather than it kind of like falling off like we've seen with a couple other shows maybe in the Star Wars universe. But basically, that was my long-winded way of saying when I look at the last four episodes, I like five and six a lot. And I didn't love eight quite as much as those two. fair. And I couldn't even pinpoint really exactly what that was. I think I would like would have liked to have seen maybe a little bit more incorporation of just Thrawn's character, because people mm-hmm. still,
1: yeah, especially, yeah, yeah.
0: like, you have to think about this from the lens of people who don't know who Thrawn is before this show. Like, why is he a threat? You know, right, what has he yeah. done to prove that he is a threat?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For people who haven't seen Rebels, for people who haven't read the books, like, why is Thrawn a threat right now? Man, why, where where know, does this
1: blue guy come from?
0: Right, exactly. And so, uh, uh, from that perspective, I think they left non-Rebels viewers a little bit in the cold just with the character of Thrawn. Yeah. Because I feel like he's so much better and cooler than they made him seem. And um, more dangerous. And more dangerous, exactly. Like, the dangerous element, I felt, like, was missing from Thrawn Mm -hmm. for the last three episodes. And I thought we were going to see more of that in the finale because they were building up to it and you know we didn't really see why he was dangerous we just yeah. saw that he maybe was ambitious and that he yeah. succeeded in his plan but why is he dangerous we haven't really got that in live action so all that to say my long long-winded way of saying 9.5 out of 10 yeah
1: nice yeah i mean i'm i'm sticking with my 10 i it was a good finale for me i i went into it thinking we don't have a season two confirmed yet. You know, right. how would I feel if this was it for now? You know, oh, whether you don't say that. <laughs> I, listen, I am the bearer of bad news. I, I am the realist. These are the types of things that I think about. I did say last week that we wouldn't see ba- see Baylin this week, you know. Yeah. um. So what if this was the last episode and we have to wait for a movie or we have to wait? For something else, you know, this is this is the precursor to the movie, you know. If it, mm. and we had to wait on a couple of years, three years, four years for it, how would I feel going, you know, leaving leaving this? I mean, where it leaves us is these great storylines that have have yet to be discovered. We have Shin, we've got Balin, we've got, and also Ahsoka and Sabine all on Pridia, <laughs> um, just on different parts. So what does that mean for that dynamic? Once again, somehow Ezra got stuck with Thrawn for a little bit, but then, <laughs> um, but somehow escaped. We didn't really see any of that escape part of off off of his ship. So there's another little bit that we need to see. Um, we we know we end up at some point in the sequel trilogy. So kind of what we were saying, how does Thrawn tie into all of that? Is he is he part of, um, um. Oh my god! I was going to say New World Order, but that is the wrestling. Uh, the first order, <laughs> first order, the first order. I'm like New World Order, uh, Hulk Hogan. Um, if if he, you know, how does he tie into the first order? If if he's Snoke, like you and I joked about a little off offline, you know? Can just... you imagine that? Though there's no way they do that. I'm mean, no way. Who knows? Uh, but yeah. So all that to say, yeah, the, the it it left me with the 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 warmth inside when when um. Morgan and Ahsoka were fighting. She said you were alone. Sabine said no, not alone. And then she fought alongside with her. Just all of that. It really uh, wrapped it up nicely for me in the way that I was. I felt like happy and uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a ten. Uh, this whole series, th- th- this series really came through for me, um, episode by episode. There was I felt like there were no filler episodes like we've seen in other shows. Um. So, on a grander scheme of things, yeah this this series was a lot of fun to watch over the past seven weeks.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree too. No filler episode. I didn't think a single episode felt like filler, and mm-hmm. I think that was what made this. I think it's safe to say my favorite live action Star oh, Wars wow. show. Yeah, I, would I say mean, some easily. fans of the Mandalorian might take issue with that, but I I think I like the mm-hmm. I mean, Mando season two is so good. Don't get me wrong. But I as a, as like, a
1: full series at this point, you know, yeah, yeah, there, there have I, been some misses on those shows. Let's be honest, yeah, right. So. I think
0: Ahsoka has more going for it in terms of its relatedness to the entire scheme of what Star Wars is, mm-hmm. whereas Mando now kind of feels like it's more of an offshoot thing. You know, at the end right. of season three, with him and Grogu sort of just being like, "Well, we're gonna do our bounty hunter thing again." <laughs> yeah, right, right. Anyways. So much to look forward to in terms of Star Wars. And I might add just one closing thought on the show as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really, this first season, is the foundation for the rest of the show in the sense that I think a lot of people thought this was going to be the reincorporation of Thrawn mm-hmm. and you know his coming to face-to-face with Ahsoka and how they're going to deal with Thrawn. And it was that in a lot of regards. But foundationally, underneath all of that, this season is about Ahsoka and Sabine.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: And the, the rekindling of their relationship and the mending of it to the point where we get in the last episode to now we see, you know, there's this sense of peace mm-hmm. with where they are as a uh, master and apprentice. And so, you know, season one, while it is the season of Thrawn, if you want to call it that, and his... Introduction into the live-action Star Wars. Largely, this is about Ahsoka and Sabine and their relationship. So that moving forward with the rest of the show, we have now seen where they've come from to where they are. So that we can now move forward with, you know, this this awesome uh, master-apprentice combo as well. Yeah. All that to say, the question we would like to pose to you, the viewers, is simply: Did you enjoy the Ahsoka series? What are your thoughts on it? Give it a rating out of ten. Uh, Joey and i as we do in most our podcasts that cover uh, episodes of any recent star wars shows uh, that are going on at the time of our recordings we like to give the episodes a scoring out of 10 so let us know what your score is is it a 10 out of 10 is it some of you out there who are like sabine is not force sensitive that was a four out of 10 episode
1: yeah, yeah let us know
0: <laughs> let us know uh to tease one more thing that we talked about earlier this is a little bit more of it than a just a tease because we've uh given it sort of an unofficial name at this point <laughs> the name is pending TVD, but uh, on next week's episode episode 53 of the hoth hangout podcast we are uh, now co- now uh, temporary temporarily titling it stop collaborate and listen <laughs> uh otherwise known as the collaboration station Something Joey and I have thought about a lot in recent weeks, and something we hope to do, especially as we are no longer watching a show that's coming out week to week at this moment in time with the conclusion of Ahsoka, uh, we want to open the conversation to some other Star Wars podcast creators, uh, just Star Wars creators in general. So Joey and I are currently in the process of sort of reaching out to people within the community, uh, seeing if other people would be interested in coming on, sort of having roundtable discussions centered on. Uh, large topics or, or broad questions that we hope to pose in future episodes. So, uh, moving forward, there may be perhaps even more than one episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast where we'll invite guests on more than one guest at once, more than likely, and sort of have a what we're calling a collaboration station roundtable discussion of uh, names the pending series. <laughs> names pending. Yes. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. <laughs> Uh, to find out who those people are prior to the release of next week's episode, as I'm sure we, there is a chance we might announce them before the fact mm-hmm. on the social media. So at Hoth Hangout on each of the social medias. As always, you can send us questions additionally, whether it be Instagram, X, or email. Each of those platforms we're reachable on uh, at Hoth Hangout or by email, hothhangout at gmail.com. Additionally, you can check us out on YouTube if you're listening to the audio version of the podcast. We do a video version as well if you're ever interested in checking that out. We post all of our reactions to the current hours episodes over on the YouTube channel. Additionally, we want to thank the 334 of you that are subscribed over there. Thank you so very much for being a subscriber to the Hoff Hangout YouTube channel. We've got more awesome content coming your way. And if you're watching this on YouTube and you're not subscribed, feel more than welcome to hit the subscribe button. We would very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so very much for doing that. You can catch the audio version of our podcast on Apple and Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. Leave a five-star review on those platforms as well. It really helps the podcast to grow and we would appreciate that too. As previously mentioned, you can check us out on socials at Hoth Hangout, whether it be TikTok, Instagram, or X, X catch us on all of those. Thank you to Gibbo for producing the Hoth Hangout podcast. All the work that he does behind the scenes. Shout out to Gibbo. Can we get some love for Gibbo down in the comments of this episode? And jumping on this Purgle, we like to call a podcast. <laughs> the the alternate name for the Hoth, uh, Hoth Hangout podcast is the <laughs> um pop and purgle podcast. That yeah, sounds know. good, yeah. Name pending <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you got any uh, last thoughts on Ahsoka as a whole before we sign off on this one?
1: What a wild ride that we were on the past seven weeks. Uh, It was a lot of fun going through all the reactions. Shout out to Disney to changing the time to earlier for us in the United States. So thank you very much. Great. (laughs) Uh, Great shout out there. Yeah. Yeah. But also, uh, please give us group watch back because doing the reactions (laughs) were a little bit harder. So (laughs) hand in hand.
0: We had to figure out like week six or seven. Like we... Disney took away group watch in the middle of our Ahsoka watch through yeah. and that made it a little difficult. So,
1: so rude, but we got yeah. it done. Got it done. Yeah. Got but thank done. you. Thank you. Gen-Gibbo. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, It's been a lot of fun watching this series, but now we move on to all other Star Wars types of, uh, conversations and collaborations as we've already, uh, kind of teased. So yeah, I'm excited to what comes next here on the Hoth Hangout podcast.
0: Absolutely. Let us know in the comments or on any of the socials if there's something you're interested in seeing us talk about or break down or discuss, uh, whether it be Ahsoka or anything Star Wars related. Otherwise, let us know that information. We are also going to be uh, not fully done with Ahsoka as next week, I would imagine some of our uh, questions that we hope to pose to some of our guests will likely be heavily uh, influenced and involved with the Ahsoka show as we sort of continue to wrap up our... Ahsoka journey
1: that we don't want it to end we just don't us. want it to end that's what that's all we're gonna
0: we're gonna next 10 <laughs> episodes of the podcast are all ahsoka no. <laughs> uh, but yeah be on the lookout for that more information coming on the hoth hangout socials shout out to george lucas and shout out to dave filoni for this amazing show that we uh were graced with called ahsoka and uh much much love to all of you for listening to each of our podcasts for uh for each of you that have listened and and watched and just all the love in the past few months with with the craziness of the sofa so uh we appreciate each and every single one of you very much we hope to catch you during next week's episode episode 53 and uh until then thank you so much for listening and may the force be with you